0: Kia ora, no my welcome to the Strengths Well, presented by Strengths Network South Pacific, and welcome in particular to this theme exploration episode, hosted by myself, Jason Henderson, and the ever insightful Josh Turner. In these episodes, we continue to draw from the rich insights contained in the 34 Clifton Strengths themes as they help us to understand and celebrate the diversity and complexity of humanity. Enjoy this episode.
1: Okay, Jason, so responsibility at its best. Go.
0: Responsibility at its best is about ownership it's Mm. about not being uh passive in something or just sitting back it's Mm. about taking something by the horns so to speak Mm -hmm. (laughs) about having an ownership um Mm. about being involved at a level where you can make a difference Mm -hmm. where the success is yours where the the highs are yours where the lows are yours Mm. there's no sort of checking out or um being really taking a back seat it's like whatever happens with that project whatever happens with that relationship whatever happens with that team with that organization uh, i'm in and no. i'm a, i'm a serious owner of that yeah that makes sense yeah
1: yeah i love it what a great place to start
0: yeah yeah and i think that they um they do it without even necessarily having to be so overt or um you know they don't have to say Hey guys, I'm, I'm I'm taking this really seriously, or like mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm really invested in this. Mm. Um, they do it just by their their very actions and the the fact that they're the first there and the last to leave, and mm. um, you know the fact that they're the ones um, washing up the dishes at the end of the same event that they spoke at, or you know mm. that that kind of thing, uh, where they just they do it by. They create responsibility by living it and and being the example of it, not having to tell others to do it. I suppose.
1: Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. I I, I think this element to responsibility where they where they don't hold things lightly. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, is something where I find they can go sometimes one of two ways with it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my perspective here, right? In terms of what up through coaching. Mm-hmm. But like, that can turn into a thing where you're kind of like, oh, people like frustrate you and let you down. Do you know what I mean? Or it comes, it becomes this thing where you see people become these grateful stewards, you know? And I've mm-hmm. seen that time and time again where these people like, they really cherish the thing that they own. Mm-hmm. The thing that they're looking after. And, um, and I think when you see people like, going that way with it yeah. the, where where it becomes like moves from an external pressure mm-hmm. into like an internal kind of like um thing that they are grateful for that yeah. they're part of owning that thing that's cool that that that's responsibility that has real longevity
0: and and I like that stewardship like that word stewarding yes. something um it's, it's a bit softer than the ownership thing even because like mm. ownership could be about it's mine and I'm, I'm possessive mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think when people high in responsibility exhibit this talent at its best, it's mm. not a selfish uh, grabbing hold with tight hands thing. It's more of a stewardship. Like when I became a parent, some of the best advice I had was someone said like, you don't own your children. You have this chance to steward yeah the time that you have with them and and that was that's probably the still the best grid for me to think about parenting through mm. um but yeah what other uh, i mean you you've, you've coached this you know this theme really well uh what other aspects of it uh do we need to embrace and and draw out in people high in uh responsibility for for the betterment of everyone
2: mm.
1: well i think that it's the type of thing where I remember being asked um, by a person who was coaching me by the name of Tessa, <laughs> <laughs> that uh you remember her asking the question that I've used many times, which is, who could you be letting off the hook right now, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing is, is that a person's responsibility, I, I, when I've asked that question of them, you might they might go through a list of people that they think oh yeah I should be you know letting them off the hook but you will also have the person with responsibility saying like saying well I need to be letting myself off the hook mm. you know uh, and so it's this type of thing where like I really love that they they could be perceived as being a person that that hey you need to step it up or that type of thing mm-hmm. for, for people who aren't taking ownership Yeah, but like I, the thing I love about it Is that they don't kind of Separate Or make themselves Superior to that For them They're kind of like They're doing it often With people Yeah You know Yeah um, I think that they are Just such incredible Examples Of what it means To be Leading by example Totally At, at the coalface Yeah You know Rolling up their sleeves And I like I often feel As a coach Like Kind of protective To mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm of people I coach in in responsibility because uh, there's the saying that says you know if you want to get a job done give give the job to a busy busy person yeah yeah and and I think that a person with responsibility can be put in that situation a lot you know and so one thing I often say to a person with responsibility is say no to the good things to leave room for the best things Mm -hmm. you know Mm. Uh, because because you know, you'll read in the description that you know that they they can't say no, can't let go. That's that that's a little bit too extreme, I think, the way that's worded. Mm-hmm. I think they can say no, but I think that them growing in like what is their intention? What is the thing they want to be looking after? What is the thing they want to be owning? Yeah, and getting really clear on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when they get clear on it, they they start to actually start say no more because yeah. like, actually I've got to create margin. Mm-hmm to To bring my best to this, because totally. this is the thing I yeah, own, yeah, yeah yeah this is what I'm about. Yeah, you my know?
0: my friend is an illustrator. She's um you know, it's been amazing to watch her journey, and and now at a point where she's illustrating children's books and, and high oh, wow. demand and um, things are going amazingly for her. And I remember her saying, uh, "It's actually the things I said no to that defined me." Um, yeah. So. She was in a stage where she was getting asked to do all sorts of different projects or, you know, Christmas cards or, you know, whatever the projects were for her to illustrate. And at a time when uh, things are growing and developing, it's tempting mm-hmm. to say yes to everything. Yeah. But she said actually it was the project she said no to that defined her as an illustrator. And I think perhaps we could use that, mm. if I'm hearing you right, as an example or a version of this where... um a person high in responsibility to get gets to be more of their amazing quality responsibility self yep. when they know that no is okay and actually is going to help define and make the yes a, an amazing yes with a capital Y yep. and and in bold and underlined because that's what their yes often looks and feels like.
1: Yeah, I, I once heard someone say, it's a bit cheesy, but I once heard someone say, you need to grow your no to bless your yes. <laughs> you know? Um, grow your no to, to bless, bless your, your yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's but I think at the same time, like you know, sometimes it takes time for people to figure out what, what their yes is. Yeah. What's the thing that I, you know? And so um, I think that even different stages you mm-hmm. know different ages and stages yeah i think that that this theme can be one that can actually really you can really see a really um maturing of this with age you yeah. know like they might say oh my gosh i wish i learned about this theme when i was in my younger 20s you mm-hmm. know because i was just said yes to everything yeah um but now that you like when you become a bit more selective it's because you're kind of starting to figure out like this is what I'm about. So that's why I think it's like, for a personal responsibility, what a gift doing something like Clifton Strengths because not only am I defined by I'm a committed, loyal, hardworking, I follow through the things I commit to type person, Mm -hmm. but also it helps them kind of actually go, what are the other themes that are surrounding this Mm. that I need to be um, almost letting be seen and heard every day, Mm. you know? And so those can actually help form like what, I should be creating margin for, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, so I use more of these, you yeah. know what I mean?
0: That's cool, I've, I've, I've heard someone say about responsibility that um, each of the dominant themes that sit around it will be, you know, greatly flavoured or, or impacted or seasoned, I don't know what you want to say, uh, by that theme, and I think that's true of, of all themes, right? There's, yeah. We, we talk about theme chemistry and how they come together. But it's like uh, ideation becomes a more responsible ideation, like a more, you know, a a, a more owned, uh, you know, um, follow-through version of ideation. Mm -hmm. And deliberative becomes a more responsible deliberative that is about, you know, foreseeing things for the big, wider picture. And so um, interesting to hear you say that uh, because it sort of ties into that idea that... um, the other dominant themes around responsibility are going to be impacted greatly by this theme and almost anchored by this theme yeah and it also
1: can influence it back, yeah,
0: you know both ways it
1: can, it can be a both ways mm. thing it's not yeah. just sort of like a filter system but it's also something that's actually going to refine it and mm-hmm. actually give it more of a focus, yeah you know as to where my energy should go yeah cool so let's let's have a bit of fun. Uh, we do this ten of scenarios uh, thing with um, where we put, pull out a scenario and we talk about our theme. We we'll
0: need be... a little like musical intro to the ten of Absolutely scenarios. Absolutely we do. Go
1: Josh. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll write <laughs> Wait one. for next time. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll just talk about how this theme relates to whatever scenario we get. We yep. haven't seen the scenario, so this is very fresh. Okay. Go for All it,
0: right. Jason. Pull one out here. Oop. Okay, this one is... asked to give a presentation someone high in responsibility who is asked to give a presentation okay what's their approach to that going to be
1: um i think that i mean i'm even going a little bit too much into the in my thoughts uh, towards the actual scenario when they go to give the give the presentation and make sure that they yeah, have, paint us are a completely picture. prepared. Yeah. You know, that they're going to be there mm-hmm. um, not just on time, but before time. They're going to give themselves enough time to make sure and uh, and ensure that um, that they're not going to let people down when they yep. do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because they're so considerate of almost the the people around them yeah. they don't want to be that missing link yeah. you know um, and so people have kind of are giving me their time yeah. to listen to me mm-hmm. I'm going to take that serious yeah you know what do you think of
0: I I've got a couple of thoughts one is that the content is going to be something they they will want to invest in themselves and, and yep. know themselves because to stand and deliver something that they don't have ownership over mm-hmm. or stewardship of Mm-hmm. Um, will feel inauthentic for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, just get up there and say anything. Um, that's, that's not necessarily going to sit very well with the person high responsibility. They're going to need to... Or, or even just saying, just get up there and say this and, and, and giving them pre-scripted something. Yeah. Um, probably not going to sit with people high on responsibility. They're going to want to do a good job yes. and they're going to want to own have ownership of what they're actually um, presenting. Mm. And then the other thing was this whole idea of... Um, responsibility being externally uh, motivated and energized so what i mean by that is accountability or external uh, opinions or comments or feedback from people tends to be really high to someone uh, important to someone high in responsibility so like achiever for example more internally driven right like i will measure my own version of whether i nailed that or not yeah Responsibility tends to be externally motivated, and so I wonder what they might do with their presentation—is seek feedback, involvement. Yes, they'll want it to be a, a process where they get some external uh, feedback, uh, and it's a two-way thing. Yeah, um, because telling someone else that they're going to do something uh, tends to be really good for a person high in responsibility because accountability of like there's that shared. Shared accountability, which seems to be important for the theme, compared with some other executing
1: things. But yeah, and no, I, 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 at the same time, I'd also be saying like, um, in doing all of these things that are actually talent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, they often would be like, you know, but everybody does this. You yeah, know? and almost it would almost be like a, everyone would expect this from me, and I'd expect it from everybody. It's yeah, like, it, it, they they often think this is really normal. Yeah. To, to actually be someone that um, almost ensures that um, that it runs smoothly, that it happens, yeah, it, you know, yeah. Um, but really, other people don't value it as high as they do. Yeah. And so that can that can be kind of part of the journey of a person' with responsibility, actually going, oh, actually, people don't have this kind of ethos I have.
0: Yeah. To the degree that I have. Yeah. Or At even times, to add to that, even if other people. They do have it to some extent, the same ethos, but they didn't know how to articulate it or bring it. Like I'll give you an example. My wife is involved in in contributing towards uh, a project at the moment and feels like there wasn't enough conversation at the start around like what responsibility looked like in that or what, you know, involvement looked like. And so she kind of spoke up and said, hey, I think we actually need to push pause and all talk about what is expect what expectations are yep. and what happened was instead of others going like oh there goes you know hannah needing more clarity mm-hmm. others went oh i would love to know that too like i feel like we've been carrying on without knowing that in an unhelpful way so yeah um it's it, it's become like a on behalf of others thing sometimes where i think responsibility goes we need more clarity yes And others go oh yes thank you actually that would be really helpful i think that's when it's at its best and on offer to others is others that's that'll be their response like oh cool i'll benefit from that clarity too yeah yeah um i'm wondering what makes responsibility uncomfortable
1: i'm gonna say when I mean definitely I'd even say more than uncomfortable would be when they have committed to something and sometimes for, for reasons that are out of their control, yeah they can't follow through on that commitment. yeah um, That's a bit of an unbearable feeling mm-hmm. you know. I've got a friend for example high in responsibility who you know he's not the type of person that would let me down. but I, I've always said to him like if you, if you ever did let me down, which you can <laughs> you know i i just wouldn't be surprised if i looked outside and at 4am you're outside painting my fence right you know <laughs> yeah like he's just i'm just making it up to yourself right 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 you know yeah and i'll paint your fence <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, it's um i guess it's just feeling like they were the one that that dropped the ball yeah Or they were you know that that's a very uncomfortable feeling, yeah, sure. yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you can see how within there there's a drive to actually um, to consider other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just a r- around their own like um, making themselves superior. It's mm-hmm. just that like we're all in this, you know. Yep. We all influence one another. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I I, I would say the thing that came to mind around making them uncomfortable is um, low expectations or, or low standards of kind of like... Yes. You know, that'll do whatever. It's not quite finished, but, you know, that, that expectation around um, what a project, how a project might land, they might be part of a team or part of a project that they just feel so uncomfortable in if if there's that low standard, low expectation and flipped around probably in their comfort zone when someone is lifting the bar and talking about high standard and quality and and Mm. getting something done as we said we would and and following through on things.
1: Um, Yeah, I I, I want to maybe finish with this question. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think joy looks like to the person high in responsibility? What does joy look like?
0: I think joy is um, meeting expectations, yes of others and not in a insecure I need to please need to please necessarily yep. more in like people wanted it to be a certain standard, and I either hit that or went above it, and the joy of like knowing that I shifted something. Um, to that quality level and was part of that and owned that um, is, is massive, I think, for people high responsibility. I think doing um, shared responsibility tasks and, and, and sharing stuff with others, uh, working alongside others, I, this, I think this theme could easily get thought of as responsibility that I carry on my own all the time. But I've, I've heard people describe the joy of this theme uh, really lifting the game for a team mm. and seeing others um, meet a standard and, and, and nail something, bring something home that they might not have if they didn't have, if they hadn't had partnered with the person high in responsibility who um, saw more in them and, and, and saw more quality and lifted that whole thing. Yeah, those are a couple of things, I think. Anything from you to, to bring this this one home, Josh?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that... Uh there's a joy in feeling you are entrusted mm-hmm. that people trust you yeah and um, I think that it's it's for good reason mm-hmm. you know they're entrusted because they time and time again have a track record that says I don't let people down yeah you know and I go out of my way to go above and beyond mm-hmm. you know to ensure that the thing that I contributes, Is contributed well. Yeah. You know, because I take psychological things, like psychological ownership of the things that I do commit to. Mm -hmm. But what I want to encourage is this I want to encourage um, people in responsibility that um, what you bring is profound, but also know that uh, growing in intentionality with this theme is going to mean that your. I guess your cause, the thing that you're part of, gets more of the best of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll get a real joy out of bringing your best, Mm -hmm. not being stretched thin by saying yes to everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But saying no to the good things, they are good, but leaving room for the best things. Awesome.
0: Today's guest host is Mark Rayner, a Strengths Network coach based in the Manawatu, He joined us to talk about adaptability. Okay, thanks so much for joining us, Mark. Uh, It is a privilege to have you join us and today to talk about adaptability. Mm. Uh, Tell us a little more about this choice for you. You chose this theme. Mark, where does it sit for you? Talk to us about adaptability.
3: Adaptability, uh, yes, thanks for the opportunity. Um, It's great to be able to talk about it and Adaptability is something that's, that's quite high up. It's my number two, uh, after connectedness, mm-hmm. and I find it's one of the the talents I use most frequently in my work, in my life. And I have over a number of years, and sometimes can be a, a bit a bit of a tyrant, mm-hmm. um, because of its its rawness. But most of the time, I find that. Incredibly helpful and can work with it as a really beautiful strength
2: Cool,
0: talk to us a little more uh, About that about when it's at its best
3: describe adaptability at its absolute best for you At its best it gives me a huge amount of agility. I live in a world I think we all do where things change frequently and I'm able to roll with that um, I, in fact, look forward to change. I get a little bit bored yeah. if I haven't got change. <laughs> um, at the same time, I'm quite scared of change. Mm. So I need to manage that that adaptability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I've got a plan for how things are going to be, mm. or how I think they're going to be. But then if something changes, I can, I can roll with it. Uh, and I find that incredibly helpful. Living in a world of lots of people with lots of different perspectives, demands, requirements. Um, and I can, be, I can be lots of different things mm. to different people as they need. And I find that really helpful in my role.
0: Very cool. I, I think that's helpful, Mike, because I know that sometimes the impression that others have of adaptability is that it doesn't have a plan, but you're describing having yeah. a plan and using it as a basis yeah but not being bound by it if I'm hearing you correctly.
3: Not at all being bound by it, being able to change with it. so if I'm traveling, I'll think through what I'm going to do, but then I've got the ability to flex around that as it's needed. Mm-hmm. I'll think through what I'm going to pack, but then I'll throw things in at the last minute and change yeah. my mind. <laughs> uh, so when we go I'm going into a workshop or something i'll have I'll understand what I want to do, but then there will be double the number of participants, or half the number of participants, or half the amount of time, or double the amount of time. Or the PowerPoint won't work, or people won't bring pens. So I'll I'll kind of just roll with that and find a way of doing it.
2: Mm,
3: Fantastic. Hey, Uh,
1: have you actually got a a recent story uh, that you can tell us about your adaptability?
3: Probably the most pertinent story is around COVID. Oh, of course. (laughs) it's a it's really scary for a lot of people because it's it's around loss it's around grief and and disenfranchised grief i'm not going to get these things i was expecting Mm. i was going to be traveling quite a lot to see family overseas Mm. but it can't happen Mm. um but i can roll with that and think oh maybe in the future um but in the work situation i was kind of looking forward to seeing what would happen next, Mm -hmm. um, how we were going to manage this, and could flow very easily into working from home, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and then flow very easily back into coming back onto campus. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that my colleagues, or Mm -hmm. some of my colleagues, some of my friends were really scared about what was going to happen, Mm -hmm. how they were going to do it. Um, spent a lot of time preparing and thinking it through. Where well, for me, those that thinking is already done. It's part of my makeup. So mm-hmm. I could roll with that adaptability and I could um take a, one one of my other top five is input. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I can take my input really nicely and say, I've collected all this information about all these things, which potentially is quite useless, but I can now draw on this. I've got this and I could uh, another of my top five is is empathy Mm -hmm. and I could draw on my empathy and say how is it for my colleagues for my friends and I could be what they needed I could be positive about it and show yes this is difficult Mm -hmm. understand it's difficult for you but let's roll with it because we don't have a choice
2: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. I really, really like that picture of adaptability on offer for others and, and what, you, what I hear you describing, Mark, is, is uh, adaptability uh, in maturity uh, being not only able to support you to navigate the unknown but to um, be that sort of peace of mind around others and with others so that they also can benefit from that adaptability.
3: For, for me, Jason, that's a really important part of it. I suppose it's partly my job, it's partly my, my skills and knowledge bit of it. It's partly the character, good for me, good for others. Mm-hmm. But I, I use this to be good for other people. I can roll with it, but I know others struggle. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll bring in some of my other talents mm-hmm. to help me use it effectively for other people. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes in its raw state,
2: yeah.
3: it can be really frustrating for colleagues when I pitch up the workshop and say, I think we're going to do this differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said yesterday no but today uh, mm-hmm. so I, I know I can be really frustrating for other people mm-hmm. but in our world lots of things change we've restructured our teams about three times in the last short while mm-hmm. wow and, and that's fine can do that can go with it and can can be really positive for the people who are being restructured
1: amazing yeah and it's it's really interesting hearing hearing you say how almost the ease you can you can almost do that change you know Um, you know so many people i'd say this of myself i'm i'm not as high in adaptability um as because you're also high in Mm. adaptability um yeah i think that kind of uncertainty of future you know can can kind of cause a real threatening um kind of feeling you know uh and i think I think I, I really admire how people with adaptability can really pull themselves into this present moment, you know, mm. and really respond to this moment, mm. you know, that we're in right now, right now, you know? So uh, do you resound with
3: that in Absolutely. Yes. And I think what, what helps me do that is that um, I have this sense about other people. Mm. I also have maximized that. Ah. so I want the work I do to be really good yeah. and that balances my adaptability because adaptability kind of will go as a flow and it doesn't really matter but my maximizer says look my PowerPoints have to be good <laughs> but my adaptability stops at procrastination yeah. um, and I want the experience for my colleagues for for people in the workshop for the participants to be a really good experience. So mm-hmm. I pay attention to that, but we'll pay attention to what's happening in the room as well.
2: Yeah, oh,
0: this is great.
3: It's thank a you. beautiful combination for me.
0: Yeah, thank you. The combinations are great to hear from you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go online and read the description for Adaptability oh, and, and yeah. know what it is on paper, but to hear you describing it in combination with other themes is what brings it, yeah. brings it to life. Um, For those listening, before we started recording, we set the timer for one minute and we each wrote down three keywords that we wanted to describe adaptability. Josh, I'm wondering if you would kick us off with your three words and then a a brief explanation of why you put those words alongside this
1: theme. Okay, so my three words that I put down is responsive, uh, present and rock okay so, so the thing is uh i put down responsive and the, this whole um being able to respond to this present moment whatever it throws at them mm-hmm. um this whole idea of like um present i like i really value for example my, my wife's high and high in adaptability and she's constantly calling me out of out of you know what she calls Joshi Land to come back to reality, you know, and realize that our children are starving. You know, they need to be fed. Um, and um, and then uh, also I put put their rock. And the reason I put rock, uh, even though I could have put words like flow or something like that, but me. Sure. In times of uncertainty, when the when the sirens are going off, in a time of emergency, when when we have to act with immediacy. I find the people with adaptability become my rock. Uh, they become rock. the people that I rely on in that moment. Wow. When I could almost fall apart at the seams, mm-hmm. yeah. they, that, they tend to find their flow in wow. that moment.
3: Yeah. So become yeah. a rock for me. Cool. Yeah, That's a brilliant way of describing it.
0: Yeah, okay. Your turn, Mark.
3: Um, my first two that came up were, were quite negative. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> focus for me is one of my, my really low talents, mm-hmm. um, I'm very distractible. Yeah. Uh, so distractibility and the scariness associated with, with this, because mm-hmm. I know it can lead me to scary places, but then the, I, I really like rock, but I put down agile. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: As things change and, and it relates to the rock, mm-hmm. when I'm working with people who've got very dominant ideas, that's fine, I'll roll with that. -hmm. When the sirens go, I can I can go with what's needed. I can pick up where we're at. What's what the sirens about, Mm -hmm. and have a reaction to that, appropriate reaction, and bring the people along with me.
0: I really like agile. Yeah, it's a great word. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Did you have another one? Uh, Yeah. Okay, I'll go. The first word that came to mind for me is river. Uh, and I, I just think there's no better um, metaphor for this theme uh, than a river for me in that it is um, beautiful and powerful and fluid and uh, goes in uh, the path of least resistance very easily. Um, and and uh, also that it's contained. Um, contained, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not that it's a, a flood. Um, that's a really important part of the the river picture just as important as the fluid nature is the banks or the the containment of that beautiful powerful um agility to to borrow Mm. your your word and then my next two actually i don't know if this is cheating but they kind of like go together i put down here now which i think is Mm. um which is uh, similar to what Josh said around present that would probably be a way of putting those two words synthesizing them together but uh, I think it's really easy to be somewhere other than where you are yes. and in a time that is other than this time um, and in fact I think it's very very difficult to be here now and um, like unless you're high in adaptability and, and then probably being here now
3: is um, is quite common Yes, yes I think it's really important. I like the river concept, Jason, mm-hmm. because it also creates new channels. Mm-hmm. It goes around ah. the rock, mm-hmm. finds a way of, of managing the roadblocks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. You, you've talked to us about some great uh, theme combinations with adaptability mm-hmm. within your own uh, dominant themes. Mark, is there one theme that
3: is your absolute favourite? Uh, combo with adaptability? Golly, I find that quite hard to pick one, but it, it would probably be connectedness. Okay. Um, which which for me means, in a sense, what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. That I, ha- I will impact other people.
2: Mm-hmm. So
3: that's part of my it's, – it's part of the banks that contain the river. Love it. Wow. I know I could be um, impacting people negatively with my adaptability. Mm -hmm. So I have to contain that. It also means that when I'm facilitating a workshop, I can be very present for what is happening for other people and can flow with the conversations that need to happen Mm -hmm. rather than sticking with my maximize. This is going to be the best outcome. For me, the best outcome is letting the river flow, mm-hmm. but keeping it within, within the banks. So that's why I love that, that analogy. Yeah. Um, I know where it wants to go, but mm-hmm. I know I will have an impact on that and bring the other people with me in that. So yeah. connectedness is one of my, would be one of my favorite other dominant themes.
0: I love that. I I think the adaptability bringing a a practical aspect, not that connectedness can't be practical in and of itself. It absolutely can, but um, the way that you're describing it is um, like two hands working together uh, in a very practical way Mm -hmm. with the work that you do. Um, uh, So thank you for sharing that. And I know I was setting you up a little bit there when I asked someone high in adaptability, is there one theme that would <laughs> <laughs> that that was, that was hardly fair, really, but um, maybe we'll have a chance to unpack. I that. can roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> You can go with it. Um, okay, let, let, let's close this just with um, uh, some encouragement for people high in adaptability. Uh, what would you say uh, to encourage those out there that are high in this, this adaptability talent?
3: Probably two or three things. Um, Even when I notice, even when I'm unsure and vacillating and trying to find my space, I can come across to others as reassuring and easy. So I can share my adaptability and it's going to be okay, guys, with Mm -hmm. others. I can come across with a positivity. And I love the phrase, this too shall pass away. The good things will pass away and the bad things will pass away. Mm. Time will come, the wheel will turn. And so I think that even when I feel sidelined, when I I feel that my work, my life's been impacted by people who are structured and rigid, um, I know that my time will come. Wow. Mm -hmm. I can flow with that and it's okay. It doesn't matter because I feel sufficiently secure in myself that I will, again, using that river analogy, perhaps um, I'm not scared of that change, although I did say scary was one of the words. I'm not scared that people require this. I'll go with it if necessary, but my time will come as I move through that. Mm. So uh, I think that's the ability to reassure and the ability to fit in where people need me to be are the, the really reassuring things for all of us with adaptability. It's not just the scatty brain stuff.
0: Fantastic. Well, I know I feel encouraged and um, we are so grateful for your time and to have been here now and uh, recording this with you, Mark. Thank you for uh, your thoughts around adaptability. We just appreciate the amazing work you do um, and the advocate that you are
3: for, for strengths. Well, thank you for the lead on it and the opportunity to talk to you both. I really enjoyed it.
0: Josh, let's talk about learner. I'm wondering if you have uh, any particular images or a story that would best describe this theme.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I've got a story, um, and it's actually it's actually a story that comes from my family. Yeah. Well one one day my my dad said to my mum who's he's high and learner he said uh, I'm going to go and do a night course he's high and learner he's high and learner yeah yeah i'm going to go do a night course to go learn how to cook indian food okay right and my mum was like that's a great idea mm-hmm. you're a terrible cook <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh and so he went and and got home at like 9:30 at night and mum was like, all right, cool. So, so what are you going to call Go for us? <laughs> you know, like, what's the first meal? You're yeah. very excited about this. Yeah. And he goes, oh, the course was full. And she's like, okay, well, it's 9.30. Where have you been? Where have you been? All night? <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm taking a different course. <laughs> and she goes, what's the course you're taking? And he goes, hairdressing. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah and so he learned how to cut hair he cut my hair a lot growing up actually yeah. after that yeah um but the thing i love is that learner just they just love being in that journey yeah. of learning <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and and they're not like oh i can't learn that they're yeah just like, that sounds interesting yeah, i'll yeah, learn that cool. you know um so i just love that um i love that kind of that Longing to be in between, you know, the ignorance, the competence, yeah. you know, mm. and, uh, you know, when they... Longing is heard...
0: a great word. Yeah. Because we all have to, we all have to be in between ignorance and competence. We don't get a choice, well, but the longing yeah. to rather than just being there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like I would even say, like, I'm not high in learner.
0: Yeah.
1: And... This a part to me, like when I come to the end of learning mm-hmm. and you're throwing the cap in the air like I've completed the the course or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, that's a great feeling for me, yeah. yay, it's over mm-hmm. you know, whereas what I find talking with learners is that that's that's kind of devastating at times, right it's like, oh, it's come to an end, yeah, you know, and so now I've just got to go do the thing I'm now learned, yeah. Oh, how unsatisfying. Yeah,
0: actually, do, do you know a story I have around yeah, coaching someone high and learner was that they repeated a paper that uh-huh. they had absolutely aced. So so this was like a master's Thank level paper yeah. Uh, and and they had um, got a really great mark, flown through it, loved it, and they repeated it because the, the throwing the cap in the air probably was that moment of like, now I don't get to... Sit and listen to that lecturer. Now I don't get to engage in these conversations. So they went back and they did it again.
1: Oh, okay, I'm gonna. St- I love that, and I'm gonna tell one more story. We're
0: going one up. They the, one up one up each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to. Yeah. The uh, the I, I was I was also coaching a learner who um, had just finished like medical school. So yeah, you're saying that's a big investment. Yeah. Right, of time. Yeah. And just felt you know, very down mm-hmm. after they'd completed their study. Yeah. And they were finding what was going to be their niche, you know. Ah, oh, yeah, in which hospital. field? What's my field, right? Yep. And uh, and they were just, like, not inspired by it, by it at all, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, after doing coaching, um, what they ended up doing was actually going, actually, the best place for me to be is in GP. Right. Um, because it is the gateway to everything that it's sure. Every year mm-hmm. I'll be given a $15,000 um, budget to spend on learning, you know. So I get to learn whatever I want,
2: Yeah, you know. So <laughs> if
1: it's interesting to me, I'm going to go there, you yeah. know. Whereas learning something in the sense of all I'm doing now is regurgitating everything I've ever known. Yeah. So unsatisfying. Mm. So unsatisfying. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting.
1: So we're kind of touching on points already. Yeah. But like, but like, what is important to someone high in learner?
0: Yeah, I think we are. We we have touched on some stuff even in those stories. Yes. Yeah,
1: a- and I think
0: uh, there's a real importance around newness, yep. um, a- around um, going down a path that they haven't gone down before, exploring things that haven't been explored before. Yeah. Uh, I think humility. Um. And yes not knowing and acknowledging that we don't know and that there's so much to know in a space is important to people high and learner. Mm. I think if they are living with, working alongside people who, who have some sort of sense of um, completion or like, I know that and that's all we can know about that, that's going to be, uh, they're going to push against that because yes. for people high-end learner, what's important to them is, is that we are always growing in what we know and learning and, mm. and developing ourselves, uh, whether that be in practical things or um, intellectual things, uh, it, it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. Uh, have you even found that, that they, I found learners almost shy away from claiming almost putting a flag in the ground and saying, I'm the expert on this? Yes. Yeah. 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 Whereas when you actually stop and kind of look at where the rat in their learning. They are the expert yeah. in that. They are the person who in that room is the expert on probably many fields. Yep. You know, yet yeah, they they have this uh, this ethos of being a learner for life. You know, and yeah. so they want to maintain that. You know, it's almost like because it almost gives them shivers at times to just be like, oh, like I'm the expert. I'm the guru. Ur, yeah. It means I know it all. Yeah, you know, um,
0: yeah, and I, and I think another another thing that's really important to them is. The process of mm. of uh, learning and um being fully present in the process, yes, not just using the process as a means to an end, and then celebrating the end and 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 saying, "Oh look at this, I'm able to do this, I have this new skill, and I can play this song on a guitar or I can do this whatever the thing is um it it's the the presentness during the process that that I think is really amazing and important of. Each step being a, a step of, of
1: joy, and and that process being life giving. Yeah, and it's you could even contrast that a little bit to um, developer, and like yeah. the, and the, like a developer when it's like when potential is being realised in a person that mm-hmm. they like that gives them joy. But it's almost within themselves when almost like I'm real, and that moment when I'm I feel myself growing and learning. Yeah, what a great sense of satisfaction. Yeah. You know? Um, and and it's no wonder why, like you know, because they, they say fifteen percent of people leave their jobs because not enough learning opportunities. Wow, you know, yeah. And so you think, man, these are our learners that are so unsatisfied, yeah. by just
0: hitting a ceiling,
1: hitting a ceiling, yeah, no opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. Um, man, we could talk about this for ages.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's do a uh, pick a card, any card game. Yeah. So I've got the the Gallup theme insight cards here and I'm going to hold them so that Josh can't see the theme names. He's going to pick a card at random. We're going to talk about the relationship between learner and this card. Josh has chosen command. All right. <laughs>
2: All
0: right. <laughs> That's great. Again, yeah, that okay, cool. <laughs> I I've got a thought coming to mind. Shall I jump please, in? Please please go. I, I, it, it's actually tied into what we we're just saying. I think if people don't know command very well yep. or they have been given a false impression of it yeah they might think that someone high in command knows something so confidently that there could be no more space around that knowledge or there could be no more space around what they are saying like that's it it's done that's the decision we've made and that's where we're going or that's the information that we need um and and there's no more room but learner coming in alongside let's say this is the same person a person who's high in command and learner Yep. what an amazing balancing oh yeah set of talents this kind of like uh there's so much more to be known and then the presence and the confidence to bring ideas forward as well um yeah, I think they balance each other beautifully.
1: I yeah, I, I so agree. Like if We're talking about it, them both being present within a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes that... I don't know if you resound with this, Jason, but it's as though learners can sometimes be on this eternal ladder like of just being like more learning, more learning, more mm. learning. And uh, they love that. Yep. That's fun. That's great. But it, it, it almost gets to a place where... It could almost become a little bit like the Dead Sea, you know, where there's a whole bunch of rivers flowing into it, but no rivers flowing out of it. Yeah, you know, and so things kind of start to feel a bit uh, stale. I yeah. want to be putting this thing to use. Yeah, I think command in the mix would mm. kind of kind of put its foot down mm. and almost be like, we're going to kind of direct something here. We're yeah. going to put, put some wheels on this thing. Yeah. And where are we going? You know, and start to kind of put some uh, put some like a louder tone to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, and, I, You know, like <clears throat> people, uh, I've noticed this a lot lately with uh, the presence of, of celebrities on social media. Yep. Um, such an amazing platform to say whatever. You know, there's the command there, the, the presence there, the, the persona there yep. to say whatever. And some of them have got the best things to say. Others of them have got nothing to say it's like they've yeah. got to this platform, and then they can't use the platform for anything because there's not there's just nothing there for them to bring and I think what learner offers command is that the the platform that is there to speak directly yeah. and bring that presence will be backed up with what has been learned and 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 content and all of the good stuff that they've picked up along the way with their learner to share from, from the platform. And, and I don't even necessarily mean platform in a literal sense. Yeah. Um, a, a, that could be a more figurative a, a platform that that person has.
1: And I, like, I think even, um, because when you think of things like command, you're mm-hmm. going to think about like courage mm-hmm. and you're going to think they've got this confidence, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that say if they're, in, if they, we're talking about these themes in two different people. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what is the courage that a person with learner has. I believe they have the courage to go to the place of, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to learn it. You know, that takes guts. Yeah. Like, I'm saying that as a person that's not high in learner, sometimes going to that place of going, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. You know, that can feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel like an opportunity often. Yeah. Whereas when you talk to a learner, they're like, yay, a new way to, you know, yeah, <laughs> something yeah. more to learn. Yeah. That's a type of courage. Yeah. And I think that, um, Kind of, they can use that for teams, I think, as well, in yeah. a leadership sense to actually, because teams need to be like, we need to have learning organizations, we need to have learning teams, yeah. or else we stay still, we yeah. stagnate, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, and being able to call out that stagnation is that a word? Yeah. Be, being able to call it when, when something has stalled and yeah. we've stopped learning, yeah. and we think we're the experts in an industry, yeah. and yet we're actually like so out of date, the command learner would call that yeah. and, and go, you know what? We're actually not as, we're not where we should be. And, yeah. and this is what we need to learn in order yeah. to grow.
1: And, and, and also just sort of say, like even, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that. Also the contrast of these. Oh things yeah, yeah. With command, like you could say, they've got a courage, and it's quite obvious and it's loud mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. In a type of way, but also, learner has a courage mm. of its own, yeah, and absolutely. A, a, and, and we need that courage, sure. yeah, I hear you, you know, yeah. Um, it's strong, yeah, you know, it's got its own strength,
0: yeah. It doesn't need command for courage,
1: no, is what you're saying, yeah. it has its own, it has its own, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, cool. And I think if we flip that around, command doesn't need learner for humility either, I think command when it's at its most mature has its own humility as well so um, but I think that they can enhance and magnify uh, when they come together so
1: what an interesting combination yeah (laughs) so good okay so how do we make more room for people high and learner (coughs) I
0: I think one of the ways I'd almost rephrase that is, is where, like in mm. thinking of my answer, where do, where would I make more room for them? Um, and where I would make more room for them is at the start of something. So when we are at the start of a project, the start of a new idea, the start of a, a product that's going to go to market or whatever, yeah. <clears throat> bringing them in, making more room for them in that front end yeah. where there's going to need to be a whole lot of learning um, is, is really important. Mm. And... Um, Making more room for them on teams and in meetings where we are talking about um, possibilities and unknowns and unknown territory mm-hmm. uh, is, is going to be a good space for them to thrive, I think.
1: I've, I've, I've seen learners and like startup type organizations where we can't employ people for all of these jobs that we need to be filled, you know, yep. um, and you find the learner really enjoys having to pick up more skills and Google that thing and work it out. And yeah. you, know, you could say it's quite inputty as well, but like I think that they actually enjoy the fact that I'm in a job that requires me to learn something. Yeah. you know, um, So like, like I think sometimes how to make room for a learner yeah. is almost giving them things they need to learn like problems that need solving by learning yeah you know yeah is, yeah, yeah. is actually creating room for them yeah. for someone else it could almost feel like i'm burdening them with this. but for them they see it as a joy you know yeah um yeah epic. yeah cool so what would be like missing out like i guess if we if we what would we be missing out on if we were to take people that are high and learner away from like everyone in the <laughs> world. like like what would there we be no, missing
0: yeah um I, I keep coming back to that word humility i know i've used it before but yeah. I, I think we'd be missing a sense of um our place in terms of what we know and don't know and and the celebration of what we don't know and, yes. and the humility that comes with spending the rest of your life learning and growing um, I think we'd be missing a, a bit of speed mm. uh, in terms of picking things up and and growing and things like we live in a time where uh, it can be a little bit of a race for an idea to um, turn into um, turn into something mm-hmm. um, and and uh, so there's this speed that learner brings that moves certain teams and organizations forward quicker yes uh, because uh they were able to uh go through that process you know they they love the process of ignorance to competence so much that they've sped it up because if you can speed it up you can fit it into you know fit more of it into your day yeah so i think we'd be missing a certain speed at, at, at which things are picked up and and put together uh in a helpful way
1: yeah yeah i i think also we'd be missing like an openness to to I guess things that are at the cutting edge yeah you know like you think about COVID you know and you're hearing a lot of people saying you know this is an opportunity to like almost not go back to yeah, what yeah let's we not were. go back you yeah know, like how mm-hmm. do we you know what does change look like well that's going to look like actually sometimes having learners sort of step up and go well we need to learn yeah you know together we need to like discover what this is mm-hmm. Have that curiosity, yeah, you know? and so having like learning kind of organizations, yeah, is what it takes, yeah, totally. You know, yep. open to not kind of like, um, I guess building a monument and camping at it, yeah, you know, they kind of enter into this learning river and go, let's just keep discovering,
0: yeah, nice. I like the word curiosity, and, and I think I don't want to live in a world without curiosity, so uh, yeah, nice work, very cool thank you so much for listening to this episode of the strengths well we trust that you have found it helpful and insightful if you'd like to learn more about our network and what we are about head to strengthsnetwork.org kakite